Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's Around the House. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. This is the midweek special. This is the stuff that we talk about. Well, we didn't make it into last weekend's show, and of course, won't make it into this weekend's show. Now, we've got... A lot coming up ahead, and Caroline today is out on vacation. I'm actually out here on the East Coast, out here in Orlando, Florida, at uh, the Southeastern Building Conference. This is SEBC this week, so I'm having a fun time out here. So uh, that's why you might see me a little less on some social media and some live, but uh, that's what I am out doing. And, of course, when I'm out, Caroline's out doing her stuff, playing catch-up on her day-to-day work stuff. Now, I wanted to talk today a little about being a homeowner and a recession. Now, we're not going to get into the politics of the recession stuff, but obviously, you know, things are not great right now in the economy. So I think we can all agree on that. And this is not a political show. But let's talk about a recession a little bit and how that's going to affect things here, maybe from a homeowner's point of view. Now, we have a shortage of homes out on the market out there. So, uh, you know, even though I am not an economist and I've taken some economist classes, that is not my thing. So this is not professional advice, but I'm going to give you my opinion, at least on what's going on here. We have a huge shortage of homes out there. New construction is going to slow down. You're going to see existing home sales, I think, still cranking along. We still have people that are evicting renters, unfortunately, out of rental homes. And I'm seeing those homes go on the market because so many people out there are like, I am tired of being a landlord through COVID. So those are going out there. So I think that we're going to see, except in those markets out there that were super explosive, I think you're going to see the housing market here this next year do fine. But I think you might see a little bit less of people selling and upgrading their home and a lot more sticking in and remodeling. Now, I think that uh, with interest rates, people, you will see them go out and still buy that home if they can afford it. And uh, maybe in a couple of years when uh, interest rates get back down again, you will see people refinance and get through that. So that's kind of what I think with that part of it. Now, you as a homeowner, with things being so expensive right now, this is kind of what I would do. You know, as we know, most good contractors are backed up a lot. Like I was talking with my buddy Ryan over at REF Construction here in Portland because uh, I'm going to be doing an addition here in the next couple of years on my place. And he's like, well, happy you're not trying to talk me into 2023 because uh, we're already booking well into the midsummer on that already for next year. So he's almost a year out. So you're seeing that with plenty of builders. Now, I don't think on the remodel side and the addition side, that's going to change here anytime soon. But a lot of people are going to be doing cash versus going out and getting loans on that. So that's not a surprise. 
So my first advice to you as a homeowner, and of course, being around the house, being a show, mostly homeowners or people wanting to be homeowners, you're going to see a couple things happen. One, I think one of your smartest moves right now are do things that save you money. And if you can get away with it, do something as well that's going to be a little easier in the environment. So if you can watch your energy usage, we talked a little bit earlier about scents and that program where you can put that on your power meter. I'm going to be shooting a new video for him here this next week. So we'll be doing some stuff on that. But really, if you can watch your electricity usage and make sure you're managing that correctly, watch your water usage if you're paying for it, and of course, natural gas if you have it, those are things that can save you money. So a little bit of insulation in that house might be smart. You know, maybe upgrading appliance so it's going to save you money in the long run. Maybe even putting in a new water heater or heat pump water heater. Those are all things that can pay off, including if you have government subsidy stuff, like there are plenty of utilities out there that are paying decent money for you to put in new, more efficient stuff. Maybe it's windows, maybe it's insulation, maybe it's, you know, take a look and see what those things are. That could save you some money. And if you can save money on that, that's putting money back in your pocket. Now, if you're not going to move and you're going to hang around for a few years and you're just going to kind of wait this whole thing out, you can do a lot of things that help your investment. What am I talking about? Curb appeal. Make sure maybe that new door is in or a new garage door or landscaping or lighting or things like that, things that can make your house secure. Because, again, in the U.S., we still have some serious crime problems out there, especially in areas, you know, like where I am in the Pacific Northwest in the major cities, Seattle, Portland, you know, we've got crime out of control out there, and uh, people just aren't willing to fix that yet. So it's one of those things that you should be careful of. So more security as we get into fall and wintertime, you know, with uh, things being tight out there, that tends to lead to more crime because people that, uh, you know, when things get more expensive with inflation, that pinches them. And uh, the people out there that love to commit crimes, things are even tighter for them. So you start to see people that were maybe good a few years ago, maybe dipping into that crime thing a little bit more. So you're going to see more mail thefts. You're going to see more break-ins. And especially with uh, police forces that are short, guess what? That's all going to happen. So it's something you should be more prepared with. So alarm systems and lighting out front, those are all great things. And of course, if there's a way for you to do a heating and cooling system, those are not getting cheaper either. So if there's something you can do there to keep that, you know, cost under control, Maybe it won't pay for itself, but you can sure save some money in, uh, in as well with that. So those are all great things to think about. So really, when you start coming through this stuff, you know, be smart about what you're doing with your house. You know, that house is going to continue to go up. I do not foresee in my crystal ball, and it's just that, make believe crystal ball. I don't see any crashes coming. You know, I think that we're going to still see new building as we keep going. We've got a lot of baby boomers that are starting to get out of their homes, but we've got this younger millennial and, and you know, Gen Z groups that are coming up that are large groups of people. So I think those homes that are coming out of uh, the, you know, baby boomers' hands going into the millennials' hands, I think those are going to wash themselves up pretty good. So I think that we're still going to see great housing demand out there. I mean, even in my neighborhood here, I'm still seeing plenty of homes that have gone on the market recently, but you're starting to see in my situation where, you know, I'm in a fairly great neighborhood. We are kind of in the luxury area of the Portland metro area. 
So we have a lot of people, since our crime is low here, moving out of the more metropolitan parts of the city of Portland that have the high crime. They're coming over here to raise their kids and put themselves, you know, put their kids in good schools and that kind of thing. So there's still going to be a demand for that kind of thing. So those are some tips there to think about here with owning a home in a recession, you know, making sure that uh, you've got money put away in case things get a little tight with the job, watch those savings, get that stuff paid down, all the normal stuff you do financially in your life. Make sure that you've got that dialed in and you're going to be good to go. And for us here, I think uh, in the Pacific Northwest where I'm located, you know, making sure that things are safe through fire season here for the rest of the time is going to be big as well because I still think as dry as we are now, we still have some fire season left of us here on the West Coast that uh, we haven't had the weather to really do that. But uh, one lightning storm coming through the the area here, we're going to have West Coast fires again. And um, even though we've got stuff in California, I, it's not over yet, folks. And it's just like hurricane season on the East Coast. We just don't know what's going to happen in the in the weeks ahead. So it's stuff that we want to be very careful with and be prepared for. So being prepared, making sure you got your 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 stuff saved up, your food, your water, your filtration, those kind of things. Always good for that uh, late summer storms. And of course, coming into wintertime, it's going to be really good. I had this conversation with my son who just moved out to North Dakota here a few weeks ago. He is now out in the Bismarck area. So I'm going to try to get out that way here and visit him soon. But, um, you know, going from Eastern Washington to North Dakota, uh, I know he's perfectly capable of wintertime out there because he is dealt with a minor version of that and he's been up to Alaska and and knows what hard winters are like but we were talking about that virtually same thing of making sure that he's got backup power and some of that stuff ready to go because uh, when winter time hits if he loses power and it's you know 20 degrees below zero it doesn't take long for that heat to come out of the building so uh, we're working on some plans for him out there maybe getting him a generator um, you know a tri-fuel generator and going that route and getting him taken care of. So that's going to be one of those things that uh, that'll be a project of mine coming up. And if you uh, caught here, uh, we've been talking about uh, my television show on social media a little bit. That'll be coming out here soon, uh, you know, in the next few months. So stay tuned for that. You'll see a lot of that on social media, you know, as we get closer to that. So something to keep in mind, you know, and there's a right now, I think we're starting to see two on the garage front out there. We're starting to really see people putting in more electric car chargers as well. And that, I think, if you're going to be putting your house up for sale, might not be a bad plan to put one of those in or at least have it prepped for that. So if you're doing some work in the garage and stuff, it's been a common one that we've been talking about a little bit more that um, maybe putting that car charging station in that garage as you're doing some DIY projects might not be a bad idea to go with. And if that can save you some time and some money and help you sell that house down the road, you're going to be much better off. Well, we've got some good shows coming up ahead uh, this next weekend that I'm looking forward to. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, We're going to be talking first about how to build that game room or gaming room, you know, getting that dialed in. My brother just went through this and really built out a cool one at his house and things you got to consider about how to get those things in that space, you know, as well as, uh, you know, the power and the heat things, you know, is, is all of those old 1980s video games going to be putting a lot of heat into the space and there's ways to get around that. So we're going to talk about that as well. And then hour number two, we're taking it outside to outdoor decking and railings with our friends over at decorators. 
Now, those guys there have lighting, decking, and a bunch of new stuff, including railing systems. They have some really cool stuff that we're going to be talking about, some new composite decks, and we're going to really dive into that. You know, people call it a composite deck, but there's many different types of composite decks, so we're going to talk about that as well as their multiple railing systems. There's a lot of great DIY stuff that they've got, so I think that's going to be a lot of fun and a great conversation with you, so I think I'm looking forward to that one. It's going to be really cool, so something to consider. And then, hey, if you're out there... um, you know, looking around, here's one thing on the recalls I wanted to mention out there. So this is something um, that they've had here that just came out here last week. Daikin Comfort Technologies Manufacturing, which is formerly Goodman. So if you have Daikin or Goodman on your unit, make sure you check at that. They expanded the recall of their evaporator coil drain pans to include those installed with non-condensing gas furnaces due to fire hazard. So here's what happened. The molded plastic drain pan located at the bottom of the evaporative cooler can overheat, melt, and deform, posing a fire hazard. So there's about almost 300,000 units you should take a look at. So if you've got one of these units, you should contact Daikin Comfort Technologies Manufacturing to determine whether your unit is included in this recall and then register for a free repair by a qualified technician. Uh, these guys are contacting all registered consumers to indicate, uh, you know, where records indicate their gas furnace system is subject to this expanded recall. So if you're a, a Goodman Daikin person, take a look at it. Make sure you're good because I don't want to see you have some issues there. So that's going to be one of those things that uh, I want you to really to make sure that you're okay. So that that's a, a, a big deal right there. So I want to make sure that... Uh, that we catch that before you have a fire hazard. Anytime we see something like that where we could have a fire hazard, that can be a, a huge deal. So make sure you've got that. And then um, there's some other stuff here too that we're watching out for. There's a bunch of stuff, and you can head over to uh, the Consumer Product Safety Commission for their recalls and take a look over there. Uh, the other thing that I'm seeing a lot of right now as far as recalls go is there's a lot of outdoor power equipment. So um, a lot of the ATVs and, um, you know, off-road motorcycles and stuff are getting recalled out there. I'm seeing uh, one by Textron, one by uh, Segway, uh, which is a, uh, a quad type, and KTM North America uh, have got some issues there as well. So um, be careful with that. They've got a thing where... Um, the motorcycle's connecting rod can break, posing crash and injury hazards. So, again, be careful with that stuff. So, there's a lot of great recalls out there to pay attention to, and I always jump on there every week and see if there's something that's going to be really important out there for us to take a peek at and make sure we're good with. So, I'm on that for you guys. So, if you keep listening to the show on the weekend, make sure you do it. And, hey, we really appreciate you listening to the show uh, on the radio and on the podcast. Of course, this is the podcast only right here. But make sure that if you're on iTunes, you click that subscribe button and uh, download it so you've got all the latest episodes. I'll automatically download that way or any one of your favorite podcast things. And then we'd love to hear comments. So you can head over to AroundTheHouseOnline.com where you can put in a question to us. If you've got a DIY home improvement question that's just begging, you can't find an answer for you, just begging to fix it. 
make sure that you give us a, a yell over there. We will do what we can to get on there. And if it's a great question, we'll try to put you on the show as well with that question where we can get together and uh, Caroline and I will help you out. And you can do that uh, message us over at aroundthehouseonline.com and we will get you right there. All right, everybody, have a great rest of the week. Make sure you tune into the show this weekend. We've got a great one ahead. And uh, watch out for my stuff this week uh, for the, you know, Wednesday, Thursday uh, here for the uh, Southeastern Building Conference. I'll be there as the MC up on the demo stage working with some great people. So expect to see some stuff on social media, Facebook and Instagram. Have a great rest of the week. For Caroline B., I'm Eric G., and you've been listening to Around the House. It's Eric G from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.